0: everybody. Welcome back, this is Jason Jones This is the ruler of the court podcast And this is where I talk Sacramento Kings basketball This is where I talk hip-hop and whatever else might come to my mind Hip-hop might be, you know, just Observations in the game, album reviews Moments in history, whatever comes to mind, that's what I talk about But, here we are as normal we'll start off talking some Sacramento kings thanks for joining me shout out to the basketball podcast network for letting me go ahead and ramble a little bit talking about the nba and hip-hop and let's just start with your Sacramento kings where are we right now with the kings they're coming off a uh, oh another stinker of a game Losing 123-103 at Philadelphia Tuesday night <clears throat> in Philly. Oh, by the way, y'all, I know I've had some random issues in terms of my voice over the last few weeks. The first was me adjusting to the Invisalign in excuse me, Invisalign in my mouth. The latest one now is <clears throat> I'm trying to uh, fight off a cold. I have three sick kids. Uh, no, three sick kids over the last few days. I've been. <clears throat> you know, filling my body up with vitamin C, multivitamins, all that stuff, trying to uh, stay healthy. But I think part of me is losing the health battle. (laughs) But here we are. So let me get back into this uh, Kings game. Yeah. Giving up 80 points and a half. Can't, can't, you know, put it any other way. That's unacceptable. But you know what? This Kings team has shown they have the ability to give up an insane amount of points. They've been doing it all year, various stretches. It just looks really bad when the offense isn't clicking as well. And this is the same team that gave up 50 points in a quarter earlier this year. So giving up 80.5 really isn't that crazy for them. It's a crazy number, but for this team, it's really not that insane. And now they've lost three of their last four. You know they're still on their six-game trip. The one win came against Cleveland. Yeah, they won without De'Aaron Fox that game, but Cleveland was also without Donovan Mitchell. I always want to call him McNabb when I say his first name, but yeah, it' about Donovan Mitchell. But now on the six-game trip, that's back-to-back clunkers. First was Sunday's listless loss at the Knicks. Then the Sixers coasted to their win on Tuesday. Yeah, you didn't have De'Aaron in New York, but he was back against the Sixers. And what happened? You gave up 80 and a half and Joel Embiid owned you. And so did James Harden, by the way. So we can go on and on about the referees treating DeMontis Sabonis like he owes them money with some of these bad calls. But what I want to look at is this. There's levels to stardom. And on a night like this, road games, you need your stars to be stars. And the Kings just didn't get that. Joel Embiid is, you know, he's a top 10, you know, maybe top 5 player in the league. He's a superstar. Kings have no matchup for him, but really, who does? James Harden isn't in his prime anymore. This is not MVP James Harden. But he still reminded us that if you give him enough space, something to work with, he can hurt you when he hurt the Kings on Tuesday. That doesn't even get into all the other guys who able to get their games off against the Kings, uh if you want to call it that, their uh, attempts at defense. So, but it's really, let's think about this. Is losing three out of four concern? Hmm. I would say not really. In the big, you know, n- you know not necessarily. But when you take this season in the context, it really kind of falls in line with how the Kings have played. They're streaky. They lose four in a row. They win seven in a row. They'll lose three in a row. Now you're on, you've are on. you lost three out of four. So this is kind of how they are. They get into ruts. They get out of them. They get back into a rut. They get out of it. This is just kind of what they do. So the real question becomes, can they work their way out of a rut in the second night of a back-to-back at Toronto, which is not an easy place to win? Like I said, especially on the second night of a back-to-back. Maybe the bright side is because they were getting blown out so much you know their their starters didn't log, you know, like 40 minutes or anything like that, but still not an easy place to win before you wrap up this trip in Detroit. And again, 80 points and a half. I've said it a lot. I'll keep harping on it. This is defense. It's just not good enough. Yeah, they'll have stretches where they're going to look better. You know, they they were coming they had a stretch recently. They were looking better, but especially on a night when you can't hit your shots, you can't defend like this. That's just shitty. There's no other way around it. 80 points and a half. Yeah, you just can't do it. You know, the Kings only made 10 of their 42 threes, you know, so they're below 25 percent from three. Then they allowed Philly to shoot 51.2% from the field and 45.7% from three. Philly hit 16 of 35 from three. Again, that's part of the pattern of the Kings' overall season. That's allowing teams to shoot about 50% or better and allowing them to be above 40% from three. Two things that are not going to get you wins against quality teams. And the Sixers may not be rolling like the Boston Celtics, but they're not a bottom feeder team, and you, you allow a team like that to shoot that well, you get, what you get what you got tonight. But like I said, this is also about the stars, you know, especially in a road game. You know, stars have to be stars or superstars, and maybe at this point the Kings don't have superstars, you know. 22 points and 10 rebounds from Sabonis is solid, but that's not a monster game, it's a solid game. And 13 points and, a, and only one assist from De'Aaron Fox is not nearly enough. Again, he's coming off an injury. He's missed the last couple of games. So maybe you, you give him a pass, you know, coming off the foot injury. A foot injury he's, he played a lot on for about a month, according to, you know, the Sacramento Bee and other reports. But still, you, you know, you can't get 35 points from your two best players and expect, and expect to win on the road because now what you're doing is you're expecting the other guys to elevate their games at a level they probably aren't prepared to or maybe it's not realistic to expect them to do on a consistent basis so to me it goes back to your two best players those guys have got to be monsters on the road to give yourself a chance and they got a chance to do it tomorrow night or should i say tonight in toronto uh obviously you haven't seen an injury report you know Do the Kings rest, De'Aaron. Who knows what's going to happen with that? Let me check my stuff while I'm talking to you all to make sure that there hasn't been a De'Aaron Fox update and they've already ruled him out. But, you know, trying to be as up to date as possible for you all. And let's see what we got here. Mm, 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 mm. yeah but yeah so but yeah again seeing nothing about his injury status you know for going forward but again after that real great start to the year injuries you know or whatnot you know it's been happening the Kings need more from De'Aaron. This team is not going to be a good team without De'Aaron Fox. Not, at least not De'Aaron not playing well. And what he's got to show was that. See, let me back up for a second. There's a lot of that. Uh, well, they is he an All Star? People were talking that shit in fucking November. Who gives a damn about who's an All Star in November? Hell, the Utah Jazz were the damn near the best team in basketball in November. Here's where you make your money. Here's where you become a star. Here's where you show it. You carry your team now. And the Kings need De'Aaron to do that. If they're going to be a playoff team or if they're going to kind of revert back and maybe be a 500 team around that range. And if it's a health thing, you let him get healthy. But I don't know if it's a health thing or not. I mean, well, we know it's a health thing. I take that back. But if his health is making him a, you know, 33% 33% shooter and he can't get 20 a game consistently, Kings got a problem. And they need to go ahead and address that. But again, back to my original point, is this stretch a reason to panic? No, especially given this team could still win at Toronto tonight. And you still got a game at Detroit, which will again would be without Cade Cunningham, a team the Kings have beat already this year. You know, but man, oh man, if they close this trip on a four-game losing streak... That confidence from the first quarter of the season, that confidence that led me to give them an A pretty much for their start to the season, it might start to wane. You're gonna to have to see. Do they put their heads down? What happens if they are unable to uh if they come back one and five on this trip? Yeah, their record won't be terrible if they come back one and five. You know, they lose the next two games, they're fourteen and fourteen, but That's not the goal. The good teams do not go one on five on six-game road trips. So, that being said, we're going to take a break from the Kings talk. And I'm going to hit you with a message from our good friends at DraftKings Sportsbook. Did you know the NBA season is heating up and there are still so many unknowns? Like, will the Kings make the playoffs? You no, know, I didn't predict that before the season. I'm kind of leaning toward they can do it now, but still a whole lot of basketball to be played. So until proven differently, they're not a playoff team. And I'm not going to, you know, throw out. I'm not going to go too crazy off of just a few games or 25, 30 games. we got to see how this thing is at the end. When I'm, look, when I'm looking to get into the action, I bet with DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. New customers can bet just $5 pregame money line on any NBA team to win their game and get $150 in free bets if they do. Check this out right now. Everyone can earn up to 100% boost. Check that. They can earn a 100% boost with DraftKings Stepped Up Same Game parlays. Go to the DraftKings Sportsbook app, place the same game parlay, and combine multiple bets like which team will win, total rebounds, and more. The more legs you add, The bigger the boost, the bigger your shot to win big. And I don't really have any picks right now coming up. You know, I'm so bad at this. I leave it up to my friends and some of them are like big time into this stuff. Me, I just kind of sit back and go, "Uh," but I am kind of intrigued by the idea of uh, hopping on there for some WWE type stuff. We'll see. (laughs) But let me get back to this. Download the app now. Sign up with code TBPN, plus a $5 pregame money line bet on any NBA team to win their game and get $150 in free bets if they do. That's code TBPN, only at DraftKings Sportsbook. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. See show notes for details. Now we're going to jump back into the show. Okay, folks. uh, Back. Going to talk some hip-hop. And... Not my typical hip hop talk. We're going to talk about. You know, hip hop is in the news right now. Probably not, in, obviously not for the best reasons. It's in the news for what's going on with uh, this Tory Lanez trial. The trial is underway in LA where he's accused of shooting rap megastar Megan Thee Stallion back in the summer of 2020 shooting her at the feet something like that but for me what it's done is it's brought some ugly aspects not just about hip-hop but about our society to the forefront in the first two days of the trial based on her uh meg's reported testimony there's the question of professional jealousy you know can a man really be with a woman who's more famous to him makes more money blah 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 According to the testimony, that was an issue. So now we're talking about male ego, male fragility, things like that. <clears throat> things that are discussed a lot in our society. In particular, you know, for me, in my, my case, the, the black community where uh, more uh, black women tend to attend college, get degrees, so on and so forth. And there's always a question about should a woman, in essence, marry down like marry the blue collar guy if she's a professional i mean these questions come up all the time and this trial right here is bringing that to light again you know because hey meg the stallion is meg the stallion and tory lanes is well i don't know a whole lot about tory lanes i ain't gonna lie uh, <laughs> heard him before but i am far from a tory lanes music aficionado but there's other things this trial has made me think about. You know, do we as a society really care about protecting women from abuse? You know, uh, Meg would argue no. And if a woman makes a claim against a famous man, are we inclined just to believe him? I mean, according to, according to Meg's testimony, you know, hip hop is a male dominated profession. And this case has turned Tory Lanes into a victim and her into a villain for how dare she kind of accuse this man of this crime. So Yeah, is, me, there's a whole lot of things to ponder as you follow this trial. And what about the whole cooperating the police thing? Now, Meg admitted she lied to the police initially due to the whole it's not looked upon favorably to snitch and cooperate with the police. She mentioned that. <clears throat> she didn't want to contact the police initially because in 2020, we're coming right off of the George Floyd situation. And she really didn't want, you know, cops involved. And In essence, if the cops show up, maybe everyone gets shot. And then, you know, now you got multiple dead people. So, these are real-life traumas that, uh, you know, uh, people from the black community deal with and question when dealing with the police. So, I, I do believe those I, I feel like those fears are valid And like I said, this is a societal issue But hip-hop is again bringing it to the forefront You know, and then, you know And it also explains why she said she lied To the authorities initially about what happened And then there's questions about, you know A woman's sexuality being brought into this And a woman being judged based off of having a sex life I didn't notice, I didn't say a promiscuous sex life just having a sex life we still as a society look down on women you know reminds me of the old Chris Rock joke where he says how many women you ask a woman how many men she's been with and if she says two you go damn it must have been the way you was raised and we still have too many men who believe that it's okay to judge a woman because how dare she ever have sex with more than just you and and in this case based on, you know, the reporting and and whatnot, you know, Meg that she was in a sexual but not an exclusive relationship with Tory Lane's. And there's been a question of whether or not the dispute was in part because her friend Kelsey Harris um uh, had a relate had a crush or felt some way about Tory and also uh And she didn't want to reveal that she had been with him. And also the question of whether or not this issue had something to do with uh, whether or not, you know, there was really issues because uh, she uh, this uh, whether or not both women had had relationships with uh, the rapper, the baby and NBA player Ben Simmons. Like I said, it's a lot of messy shit that's coming out because of this trial. I have no idea what happened that summer night in 2020. The many are speculating and trying to assign blame without knowing all the facts. I won't do that. I will say some of the things coming out of the trial are reminders of how foul, not just hip-hop, but society can be to women just based on some of the reactions I've, I've seen and read. Just a reminder that social media plays such a big role in shaping opinions in these situations. You know, because even in this situation, Meg's Instagram live stream is being used against her in the trial because she names Tori as the person who shot her on Instagram live. Uh, so, yeah, there's uh, just so much, you know, going on. But i like to believe that I'm an ally and supporter of women and women's rights. I like to think I'm a believer in due process. My And I hope my thoughts and opinions on this are based on facts. Not questions about who was fucking who and other bullshit. But hey, I am human and I can't help to wonder if I'm swayed a tiny bit by the fact I couldn't name a Tory Lane song if my life depended on it, whereas I've been a fan of Meg for much longer. I love her adaptation of Easy E's Boys in the Hood. I played Savage, her song with Beyonce from my girlfriend Plenty, and WAP with Cardi B was a not-so-guilty pleasure of mine while driving in the car for quite a while after it came out. But, you know, what I don't like is seeing Meg or any woman's sex life being used against them for justification for a man pulling a gun on her. And there's too many people who seem to think that that's okay, and it's not okay. I hope that's not what happened, but I don't know what happened. I'll follow the trial as it unfolds and see what it teaches us about ourselves and about hip hop and our society as a whole. With that being said, I'm going to get up out of here. Uh, shout out to the basketball podcast network. This is Jason Jones. You can find me on Instagram at Mr. Jones LBC. Leave a comment on anything. I don't really care. Twitter Mr. Underscore Jason Jones. This is the Rule of the Court podcast. I'm out, y'all. Peace.